0: You see, when we give of ourselves, when we serve others, when we're obedient and generous with our giving, we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God will follow.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time, back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger.
0: I want to talk about giving From a a perspective that's rarely talked about And that is to ponder this question What expectations should we have concerning our giving? Well I tend to believe what Mr. Ruskin says right here He says the highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it But what they become by it I think we all believe that's true Whatever we throw ourselves into, we believe makes us stronger, makes us wiser. But the question still remains, is that still all we are to expect from our giving? Let me share something with you from the Word. In the Gospels, the Lord says this, I tell you the truth, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children are fields for me. And the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, and with them persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Well, it so happens that the Lord said this to his disciples right after his encounter with the rich young ruler. Who, if you recall, wanted to join up with Jesus, but when faced with the decision of giving up everything he had, he couldn't do it and he walked away. But I'm fascinated by this passage because I believe it destroys any notion that people, some people would say, or some teachings would have us believe that we are never to serve God with an eye toward reward. That all serving and giving is meant to be without any expectations. Well, let me tell you something. I think God knows us better than that. He knows that we're creatures who desire results from our actions in our life's work. And I believe that He tailor-made our destinies with lots of promises and incentives attached. In this passage of Scripture that I referred to He tells us that the sacrifice of walking away from family and work to pursue the gospel will result in a hundredfold reward in this present age. He didn't say how it would come and in what area of life it would emerge. But honestly, with a promise like that, did it really make any difference? The point is, the Lord used reward and incentive to motivate his disciples all the time, He talks about it at least nine times in the Sermon of the Mount alone. So as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, it's not a selfish act to have the expectations of His blessings and His rewards. God wants us to. He expects us to live in anticipation of the good things that He has plans for us. The word says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. And we need to be clear that his rewards have nothing to do with God needing to bless us because of anything that we've done. Because listen to me, we can't work our way into a position to deserve anything from him. It's very important not to forget this point. God is a debtor to no man. You can go on all the mission trips and teach all the Sunday school classes. You can. And it won't make a difference in the owing department. Because the ledger would always be so lopsided, it wouldn't be any point to it. God is a debtor to no one. But He is extravagant with His promises and His rewards especially to those who serve him and are faithful and those he loves. And the word Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter. And the author talks about the great heroes of the faith here, and he mentions many of them by name, Noah, Abraham, Moses. And toward the end of the chapter, he says this, What more can I say? I don't have time to tell you about all the other ones who through faith conquered kingdoms administered justice shut the mouths of lions quenched the fury of flames escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned into strength and who became powerful in battle. You see, all those heroes of the faith the ones who were challenged the ones who were persecuted the ones who went through so many trials God prospered them and he gave them many victories in their life while they lived here on earth and even doing that God made it clear to them that they didn't even come close to receiving their ultimate reward while living on earth You see, when we give of ourselves, when we serve others, when we're obedient and generous with our giving, we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God will follow. We may not know when He's going to do it, where it's going to happen, or what area of our life it will arise. But God is true to His promises. And the blessings will come. The cost of being faithful may be great. But it will never outweigh the benefits of pursuing Christ first in our life. Serving God is an investment with unparalleled returns. And it's our Father's joy for us to humbly accept his extravagant extravagant rewards in this life. And certainly in the one to come. So this morning, I want to encourage you to pursue Christ with all your heart. And then live each day expecting something good to happen. In Jesus' name, can you say amen this morning?
1: Are your Mondays as good as your Sundays? Stay right there to learn three things you can do to keep Christianity alive in your workplace. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847 312 8197. That's 847 312 8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Go to embracegrace.com for more information on how you can partner with embrace grace to save them both embracegrace.com.
1: And now back to on the bright side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: But first I want to encourage some of you today by talking about how to take your Sunday into Monday. And by that, what I mean is how to take what you hear and and feel in church on Sunday and sustain it and apply it to your work all week. How many know that that's a challenge sometimes? You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It, it's always been my favorite day uh, for lots of reasons. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing my friends. Uh, I look forward to praising the Lord in song and worship. I look forward to hearing the Word. I, look, I especially look forward to Sunday lunch. Um, But just like you, I know that when Monday morning comes and I enter into our place of business, things are not the same as they are here in church. The people are different. The motivations are different. The people we come in contact with have agendas. But I also know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ... I cannot abandon on Monday the principles that I embrace on Sunday. So I want to encourage all of those today who are in business for themselves or who make decisions in their place of work by reminding you three things you can do to keep your Christianity in the middle of your work. The first thing is to remember that whatever you do, do it for the Lord. The Word says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we perform our duties at work, we have to be aware of the fact that we are living for Christ. And if that's who we are, and if that's our highest priority, then it most certainly will influence our decisions at work. When we do it all for the glory of God, we're doing more than just expanding our spiritual horizons. Having that mindset is teaching us the kingdom mentality where every decision is meant to be in perspective to not just our goals, but His. Does that mean that we approach our job with our head in the clouds all the time? No. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean that we acknowledge that our work and our decisions at work have a greater purpose than other people think. Another way to apply our godly principles to our work week is to simply watch what we say. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. If you're not sure how well you're doing in this area, just ask yourself these questions. Do my words encourage and inspire people? Or do they deflate and injure those who work with me or for me? Is your work personality the same one as the one you have here on Sunday? The word says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Our words are powerful allies, our destructive enemies in our Christian walk. And we have to guard our tongues and learn to use them if we're going to carry his will into the workplace. And we not only have to guard our tongues, but we have to guard our integrity at work. Your integrity is priceless. I'm going to say that again. Your integrity is priceless. We can't allow anyone or anything to dismantle it. The enemy is so successful at using integrity issues to bring our leaders down at every turn. We see it all the time. In just the last few months, a highly regarded governor and an up-and-coming congressman, for example publicly denounced, humiliated. All because of decisions that compromised their integrity. God's Word is filled with promises for those who will honor Him and filled with warnings for those who don't. And our integrity is not something that we can be careless about. Because in the workplace the opportunities to fall down in that area are so plentiful. We have to guard our integrity with everything that's in us. One mistake, as we've seen, and our credibility and our effectiveness as a witness is lost sometimes forever. And finally, we can apply godly principles at work by honoring the Lord with our money. It's important that God trust us with His money. I believe that God promotes those who produce. And if we're blessed with any leadership in our business life, then we should have greater vision for investing in God's kingdom than just our own. It's been said that if you want to see what's really important to someone, just look at their checkbook. There's probably some some truth in that. But the word promises that our generosity is always a good thing. It says give. Give. And it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. God is telling us that when we are faithful to give, we can expect Him to bless us and to prosper us in our job or business. You know, I don't like it when people get in my business. I'm just like you. The first thing that comes to mind when people try is, why don't you just mind your own business? And I'm not trying to get in your business this morning. But let me tell you something. The one person that you want in your business is Jesus Christ. You see, we can't divide our life into the spiritual at church and the secular at work our christianity involves our entire life and our challenge and our mission is to honor god with our whole life at church at home and at work and to do that we have to do it all for the glory of god we have to watch what we say and we have to protect our integrity and we have to invest in the kingdom of god and if we do that then i promise you you're going to have some mondays that are just as good as your Sundays. And that's when something good always happens. In Jesus' name. Will you receive that this morning?
1: Our attitudes are a direct reflection on how we perceive life. Stay tuned to hear why we have every reason to be positive about life through Christ. On the Bright Side is made possible by Nebo Tools. Nebo flashlights are trusted at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Don't move. Bobby will be right back.
2: I depend on my tools and accessories to work hard as I do.
0: Like my new Case sprite from Nebo Tools, the flashlight that is always with you. It's a protective case for your iPhone, featuring a high-powered flashlight up to 12 times brighter than a standard smartphone light. The Case Bright is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium-ion battery that doesn't drain your phone's battery. It fits iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, and 6 Plus S. The Nebo Case Sprite may not change the world, but it might change your world. The Case Bright is perfect for me because, like me, it can handle more than one job at a time.
1: Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org.
0: You know what really bothers me? Well, I'll tell you what really bothers me. I suspect that it bothers you too. Negative people and negative thinking. And if you're like me and if you've watched some of the uh, political conventions over the last two weeks, then you can't help but notice that talking negative is the one thing that they both have in common. I mean, it's sad, but it's apparently true that the media experts have found that negative advertising and tearing down your opponents is more effective than just putting out your own message. But it's not just politics. The truth is, most media outlets thrive on the negative message. Tabloid magazines have the largest circulation. The entertainment gossip gossip shows are among the most widely viewed. And all because they exploit everyone's faults and their failures. And there's just no getting around it. In our society today, negative sells better than positive. But you know, we may be surrounded by negatives, but that doesn't make it right. Because it's not a Christian characteristic to tear someone else down, to build someone else up. And I believe that God not only intends for us to live with a positive attitude, but the Word reveals over and over to us that He responds to and is attracted to positive people. In the Old Testament, Joseph had plenty of reason to be negative. His own brothers sold him into slavery. My brothers probably wanted to. (laughs) He suffered years of mistreatment, but his skills and his attitude caught the attention of those in power. He always made the best out of his circumstances, and he found favor with God and men, and became a great leader in his generation. And the Apostle Paul could have gone negative, He was thrown in prison and put in chains. But he decided to look at the bright side. He said that because he was in jail, there were others who stepped up and began preaching more courageously. You see, he knew that being negative didn't help anything. Paul reminds us of this old rhyme about attitude. It goes like this. Two men looked out from prison bars. One saw mud. The other saw stars. I wonder which one we would be. Our attitudes are a direct reflection on how we perceive the realities of life. And we can't afford to let the culture around us drag us down into the negative spiral that it insists on perpetuating. Through Christ, we have every reason to be positive about life and about others. The Word says this. Let the mind be in you which also is in Christ. So it may be more challenging today than ever before to have a positive attitude in the midst of all this negativity. But we have to remember that Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We're supposed to make it taste better and spice things up. And when we turn our hearts and our minds to Christ, We just can't be negative. Like David of old, we have to say, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. And I know that when we do that, I can promise you that something good and something positive will happen in Jesus' name. Can you say amen with me on that this morning?
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about NEBO tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.